Welcome back to the Get Smart With Money podcast. I'm your host, Dana Hernandez. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and worked at a grocery store for almost 10 years. Back then, I didn't know what I should have been doing with the money I was making, but if I had, things would be a lot different for me. Luckily, being a financial planner now in life, I'm getting myself on track, and now I'm on a mission to help others get ahead financially too. I know the struggles, and I'm in this with you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Tara Carbert. She is a self-discovery mindset coach, the founder and coach at the Self-Discovery Sisterhood and creator and host of the Ambitious Addicts podcast. Thank you for being here today, Tara. Thanks for having me so much, Dana. I appreciate it. This is a fun topic. Yeah, let's get into it. So I had a couple questions for you. So do you have any non-negotiables? Non-negotiables, meaning like things we can't talk about? No, like things that you have to do in the mornings or something that you have to get done for yourself every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Journaling, coffee. Journaling and coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. So That's daily. daily. (laughs) Yeah. So where do you get your journal topics from? (laughs) My subconscious. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Cause some people use like guided ones and like, I'm over I here. Write, like, yeah. I don't yeah, even I mean, know has, what to write totally a lot of the time. So. Yeah. I totally get it. So <laughs> I, um, I actually have, uh, five, I got brain dumping more than I do journaling. Okay. And uh, one of the things I do as a self-discovery coach is I actually teach women how to use journaling as a tool. And so there's five ways that I'll approach journaling. Um, I, I gave you a different download and now I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I should get rid of this one. <laughs> so I have like five ways to brain dump. And so I will either write um, just a broad like, hey, what's going on? You know, and like just answer that question. Um, otherwise, I'll be very specific and directed about a particular situation that's going on in my life and emotion I'm experiencing um, that maybe I don't want to. Or I'll brain dump a to-do list. Or I will examine kind of the outcomes I'm creating and kind of try to ask myself questions about like, how did I get here? Um, And then I'll sometimes do a brain dump that's like, I would look at it more as like helpful thinking. I'm like, what are different ways I could be looking at the situations in my life? Yeah. Like changing your language and just, yeah. 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 It's the words matter. Words matter. (laughs) And there's so much that we don't know is going on in our mind. If we don't take the time to actually get it out a, but B reflect and like read what we wrote. Exactly. Yeah. Journaling has been helping me lately. And then I have this little calendar where it asks you something different every day. Mm -hmm. One of the questions the other day is it was, uh, what do you rely on all the time and why? And I was like, well, my car. And then I was thinking if I didn't have my car and I was writing all this down, if I didn't have my car, I would essentially have no car payment. I wouldn't have to pay insurance. I would save a lot of money 
Um, I could just take Uber. I could actually get a workout and ride my bike <laughs> and walk more and like take more public transportation. Just all these different things came up and I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And I would take probably, you know, more airplanes, more trains and stuff. Maybe because you might have extra to save for vacations if you're not doing a car yes. and insurance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like renting cars and stuff uh-huh. whenever I do need one, but this sucker, our phones. Yeah. I, like, I rely on my phone for sure and my computer. Yeah. But they earn me money. Right. So maybe I like that reliance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe there's that too. But the cool thing about owning your own business and stuff is that you can write off your mileage for your car. So there's that. True. There's different things to write off. So there's yeah. kind of pluses and minuses about everything. <laughs> Always. Always. Yeah. And if we journal, we get to like objectively look at that maybe from a non judgmental place or like get really curious. Like, well, why am I relying on my car? Is that, is that useful to my long-term goals? Uh, Or could I temporarily not rely on that? And maybe in the long run, there'd be greater benefit, but we're just kind of going through life without challenging ourselves to think differently or reflect on why we're doing what we're doing. We yeah. we might miss some opportunities for growth. Yeah, we kind of just kind of just hop on the hamster wheel with everybody else and do what everybody else is doing and get a car. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny though. Um, journaling definitely puts everything out in black and white. I like to do pros and, pro and con lists sometimes if I can't make a decision if mm. like about quitting a job. I did that like a couple months ago. I was like, I saw everything just in black and white, and I was like, okay, I'm quitting. <laughs> Yeah. So just yeah. writing stuff down in general helps. Yeah. It helps clear out what well, helps organize, you know, your, how you can direct your thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at a pros and cons list, you can really look at each line one by one and kind of like, is that true? Is that just what I'm thinking or feeling right now? Is that reality? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a great way to get all the the stuff that's, you know, it's like, background noise or white noise maybe going on in our brain and we don't even know it's affecting us yeah it's crazy I like your topics um like the the emotional one like just how am I feeling right now because a lot of people don't even take the time to be like how am I feeling why am I feeling this way why yeah why do I you know why am I feeling this way Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah super important so that's just one question I like to ask people because I'm working on my non-negotiables now. I'm trying to get up earlier so I can fit all of that in <laughs> before I start doing stuff. Cause I'm just the person that will just hop out of bed and start doing, start just my day. So yeah, I'm doing kinda, a lot more at night though. At- I was just going to say, I kind of gave up on that. I tried really hard to be like the 5am club girl and um, that's not who I am. Yeah, and that's okay. Person, but this girl can stay up to 5 a.m. if you got, you know, enough enough <laughs> things going that are keeping my juices flowing. I can stay up later than many human beings if I'm in the zone, as you will. Mm-hmm. And some people have that in the morning. That's not my time. That's not my peak performance time. And so I've had to work really hard to deconstruct that whole idea and to say, no, I can't meet at 8 a.m. 
because I'm not a morning person and I accept that about myself and I'm done trying to fit this mold. I, but I can take the principles from some of those productivity things and like just adjust them to, to actually who is Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's weird. Like I am a night owl, so I don't have a problem staying up, but I do like to get up early sometimes. And usually it's not that much of a problem. Yeah. So like my schedule's kind of all over the place, but to get up earlier to meditate or journal, it's just not really who I am. I'll tell you what, I will jump out of the bed to t- to catch an airplane to go to a like vacation <laughs> destination. I can wake up at any time, but to like do a chore or a task or something that I think like, oh, I'm adding this to my plate, adding it first thing in the morning is like, I like a lazy morning with my coffee and my journal. Yeah. And like, I like, I've come to look forward to the journal, but that was a discipline that I like, I had to really get to the point where I was seeing evidence of the benefits of it mm-hmm. before it became something that I really looked forward to. So I did it all sorts of different times of the day for a long time. Now I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, it's a non negotiable. I got to do it every day. And I like to do it in the morning. Cool. Okay. I find myself like carrying my journal around in the house just because I want to write something. And I'm like, okay. Like, if I, I there was, some something I read in uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear I literally just flipped the book open just to a random page and he said a lot of the times the best way to start getting more disciplined or doing things that you know have to be done just do them in tiny little steps so I'm carrying my little journal around with me in the house I may not write anything in it, but I'm carrying it around <laughs> and then I'll put it out in front of like where I'm at. I'll put it on the coffee table, whatever, because I'm going to be there later and I'm going to just try and make that little time. Just break stuff down. Like if you're trying to read a book, like just put it out so you can see it yeah. at least yeah. to start with. Look at mm. it for a few days in a row. <laughs> Throw a little timer on your calendar, dismiss it for 10 days, and then yeah. eventually be like, yeah, I should probably do that now. There's yeah. a another book, uh, similar, not this, not not exactly the same, but nice compliment to atomic habits. It's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Loved that book. Okay. And given this is a money podcast, mm-hmm. really, really good about compound effect, compound interest, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a huge thing that we teach people because like we in in high school I learned the definition of it, but they didn't uh-huh. teach us how it worked. So <laughs> they didn't teach you about how it like compounds debt too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, not at all. That's exactly why I put myself in debt because I had no idea till it was happening. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Um very important and how a penny if you double it every day for 30 days you have over five million dollars a penny a penny (laughs) double a penny every day for 30 days and you will have five million dollars so that's crazy to me i know it's like it sounds impossible but yeah yeah, if you do the math but it's not you can just look it up 
what happens if you double a penny for 30 days? It gives you an answer. It's over $5 I'm million. A geek. I'm going to sit there with a calculator, but like times two, times two, times two, times two. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so how do you create new habits? Oh, slowly. Um, it's interesting. I mean, this is something that, you know, I reached out to you because I wanted to talk about a specific habit that I ended and created new habits around. And, um, and I, and I would say that's been my mission for the last seven plus years is to both create new habits in my life that are intentional and on purpose and non hamster wheelie, Mm -hmm. um, that lead me towards the life that I choose to be living. Um, I spent a lot of my life not choosing and habits formed your habits form. That's the way our brain works. Our brain likes a shortcut. And I had designed a shortcut to like any time I had emotional pain or I didn't like the way that I was feeling. I went and I gambled and I was throwing away every single penny that I was earning and then some, and, um, being able to build new habits around money, around what I do when I'm feeling some kind of way, um, you know, I had to turn my whole, I had to like turn my life upside down in a way to give myself a clean slate and really believe that a good future was possible, that I could let go of the guilt, the shame, the regret, the remorse, the resentment, like everything that led me to where I had, where I'd found myself. And so the way that I build new habits now is very deliberately, very intentionally with the, the end long game in mind with a heck of a lot of patience and honoring of self and grace and recognizing like my brain does not want to change. And so that I'm, I need to help it. And I have to give it a really, really clear goal and I have to give it baby steps sometimes, but I also have to have unwavering belief that this is going to happen and it doesn't matter how, and that I'm not in charge of, of all the things, but that if I start rooted in unwavering belief and focus on eliminating doubt and just take one itty bitty step at a time, sometimes I'll take backward steps, <laughs> but I'm learning with each of those. And eventually, boom, I've met the goal. And it's, it's something that I, um, it's so near and dear to me because there's so many humans out in this planet that are suffering and unhappy with the lives that they've created for themselves and they want to change, but guilty me too of like setting a hundred goals and then doing none of them effectively and then beating myself up and feeling like shit because I didn't do any of them. So I'm a person who swears. Well, (laughs) FYI for your (laughs) listeners. And then you know, feeling like a failure and then like getting to this point where I didn't even want to set goals and I just wanted to run away. I don't want that kind of suffering on the planet anymore. Most Mm -hmm. specifically, I'm most excited and passionate about helping women get out of that place and create the lives that they want on purpose. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Great. Um, I had a friend well, have a friend that used to be a gambler as well. And he got himself out of that as 
He doesn't drink either anymore. So I don't either. Well, not never. I've had like a handful of drinks in the last uh, almost three years. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 No. Um. That's great. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of your friends too. Huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's me a too. big deal. I mean, for any of us to change our habits, because like I said, habits form. Mm-hmm. If we can, like, of course, a habit's going to form. So if we repeat something over and over and over again, it becomes a habit. So how can we take for those of us who were or are engaging in habits that are self-destructive, how can we take that same passion and energy and like reliance, a word that you just used a little while ago, and put it towards something that's going to propel us towards the life we want? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but our brain does it the same way. Yeah. So we have to use that same technique, that habit formation that just happens to us, like to intentionally create the habits. Yeah. And coming up with those clear goals, like you said, is like the most important thing because your your brain can't jump over different thoughts. It just hears what you tell it and it believes what you tell it. So if you believe <laughs> or if you tell it that you're going to be clear from gambling one day you're never going to step foot in front of a machine ever again you're never gonna do anything like that online or anything you can get there yeah you gotta put those uh, little baby steps in, in front yeah of and the that baby too. steps in the thinking too yeah um because psychologically there's this thing called cognitive dissonance i don't know if you've ever <laughs> heard of that but yeah. if we try to tell ourselves something but subconsciously, this is why it's so important to look at our journals. We don't believe it. If we don't believe, if I didn't believe that I can quit gambling, like I did, there was a day that I did not believe that was possible, right? I had to come to believe, which is actually a different, it's a part of a step, but different. We had to come to, be, I had to come to believe that that was possible for me. And how did I do that? was instead of trying to leapfrog all the way to I can quit gambling someday, I had to put some thinking that I kind of sort of already believed was true. Like, well, other people have learned how to quit gambling. Maybe I could learn to. Other people could teach me, right? And so because my brain already believed that. So it would look your brain has a belief. And if you, if your subconscious completely disagrees with you, it's not going to look for evidence. It won't even try. But if you kind of sort of even a morsel of belief in there, then your brain will start showing you the evidence that that's true. So once I said, maybe I could learn how, suddenly I was hyper aware, kind of like when you buy a new car, you're hyper aware of the new car. Suddenly then I was yep. hyper aware of the proof that what I was thinking was true. Yeah. Which allowed me then to stretch to a new belief that, oh, if all these people did it, maybe I could do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see how that works. Just like, yeah, anybody. The whole, it's like we can manifest. Yes. Yeah. And there's like a process of evolving your belief. You can't just go from thinking A to thinking B without exactly. all that stuff in the middle. Yeah. There's a process to everything. It's time for a short commercial break. So I have some questions for you. Do you need to improve your knowledge about how money works? Are you sick of workplace drama? Are you someone who likes helping others? Would making extra money help you? 
do you have a why? If you answered yes to these questions, I'm looking for you. I want driven individuals to join me in financial services. New leaders, new friends, and humans who just want to be around other like-minded humans. Most importantly, someone willing to show up for themselves and do whatever it takes to get ahead. Is that you? If it is, go book a Zoom call with me today using the Calendly link in the description of this episode. And share this with anyone you know that can answer those questions just like you did. I can't wait to meet you. Trust the process. It's what I keep hearing lately. And yourself. Yeah. Trust the process and yourself because you're powerful and you can do it. Yeah, You cannot trust yourself if you don't know yourself. <laughs> then there's that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, so in my 20s, more so in my 20s, I was like a heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. I was always in these situations with shitty roommates or just a shitty guy that I was dating and that's kind of how I would cope with being unhappy yeah um but my last really bad uh roommate situation I was like every day I know is going to be horrible with this person because of what had happened like maybe not even a month like moving in with her So I just was like, okay, bottom line, everything is going to be crap the whole rest of this year that we have to live here. What am I going to do? Drink myself to death every day of feeling like this? Or am I just going to be stronger about it and just get through it and do other things instead of picking up a drink all the time when I feel like shit about it? Yeah. So I wasn't choosing to have that pity party every day that it was just sucking so bad. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to hurt myself in the process of doing that is not going to help anything. Yeah. Choosing that external thing that's not healthy for us, right? Like using it to cope, right? That's not coping. Yeah. It's not coping. Definitely not. You have to feel what you're feeling. Definitely learning more and more of that since that happened that was like two or three years ago now so yeah you can't just hide behind addiction it just does not work we think it does though we think it does in the the midst of it like oh i feel better now it's a little temporary little temporary pain reliever while also inducing a lot more pain on us yes yeah and and by not feeling your emotions you're just dragging it on honestly Well, you're, Um, yeah, you're delaying it and you're creating a lot of harm to your spiritual well-being. Yeah, definitely. I had this one friend that I was hanging out with a lot and all she did was smoke lots of, lots of weed, massive amounts of (laughs) weed. And I know what she was sad over, but she would never like really go into detail about it. So whatever it was, she was just using the weed to cope with it and it was just it was frustrating to me because I tried to help I tried to just be there for her to talk to but she never would even open up about it 
And this yeah, was life also is hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> life is and, hard. And you, you know, know, and some of us go through some serious stuff that we don't want to face. We don't want to admit to another human being. We don't even want to look in the mirror and think about it. Yeah. It's tough. And it's, you know, I, I think it's a sad state of the, of the world that like what's promoted out there to deal with our bad days is alcohol, drug, drugs, gambling, sex. Um, I, I could go food. I, I could go on and on people pleasing. Like yeah. there's a, there's a lot of things that aren't good for us emotionally that are touted in front of us as the solution to our emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And we're not taught at, I'm going to caveat this with, there are people who are taught who have, you know, very healthy family units that teach them these things and yay for you. I'm not one of those people, but, but societally, right? Like you have a podcast about money. We could be doing better at teaching the world about the rules of money, the science of money, and also the same with emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, we are in a distract society, uh, very much. We are, we are given messages all around us that the best way to deal is to not deal and just go feel better. Yeah. And like, sometimes you just got to feel sad. There's things I want to be sad about. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. You're not weak for feeling sad. Oh, you're actually going to come out stronger and on top yes. afterwards. So. Yeah, like I was I was talking to this two time Olympic coach and she said she teaches that same thing. You have to feel what you're feeling. You can't just push it down, push it away because it's going to create more problems for you later. She's like, I'm probably not like a traditional coach telling anybody that, but that's literally what you have to do to be more strong. And I'm like, yeah, no, I agree. She, and I told her I do that exact same thing. And she was like, you're already on the right path. <laughs> so You're going to be an Olympian, Dana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> already on my way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's, that's good, right? We are having more teachers and more coaches are getting trained on social emotional learning, which is fabulous. So, you know, maybe, maybe that'll affect the future generations and yeah. My generation and yours just get to be the ones that are the teachers. And I mean, my pa- I'm, my parents, with grandparents too, and, you know, they're very much like tough it out is the message that many of them got. Suck mm-hmm. it up, tough it out. Well, it's not working. We got a lot of people addicted to shit and a lot of people in a lot of pain. Yeah, too definitely. Many. Yeah, yeah, way too many. Um, and over money, many of them. Yeah, because of the crazy generational things that we say. <laughs> That really doesn't help. And yeah, but affects our mindset. Mm -hmm. Even those little tiny seeds that are planted when we're young, like you're taught from a young age, like, oh, money is important. Like, oh, I should care about money. Mm. Like, oh, how do I get more money? You're always coming up with these little questions because your parents or whoever's raising you, whoever you're around all the time is probably always talking about money. And like, it doesn't grow on trees and all this other stuff that we say that, is not helpful. <laughs> and yeah. And it's such a unique experience for people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was, so when I was gambling, I was a pretty, I was earning a good, good salary over, over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I, um, <clears throat> as I'm in my recovery, you know, one of the things we have to do as a financial inventory and I start doing some money mindset 
work and looking at like, what are the sentences I'm saying about money without even thinking about it? And one is like, I always lose it. Where's that one come from? And I like, there's a story there (laughs) from when I was like 15 and I got money to go to the mall and I lost the money. And then like every time somebody handed me money or something of value in my family, I was like, don't lose it, Tara. So somehow I believed then that I lost all the money. And then my father had this perception of wealth, like rich people are jerks or whatever. And so I got this, this message around like holding wealth or having wealth was actually going to make me a bad person. And hmm. so, and I'm not, wasn't conscious of this, right? But as I'm exploring this, I'm like, well, no wonder I'm throwing money away. Like it doesn't matter. I actually think money doesn't matter, which that was a sentence. Money doesn't matter. Um, if I think money doesn't matter, how am I going to treat it? Right. If I think rich people are jerks, am I going to want to be rich? If I think I always lose money, am I going to bring money into my life? Like, what would be the point of having it if I always lose it? So looking at just the sentences we carry around about money is hugely transformative. It was for my recovery, a critical component to turning that around and debt. Like Mm -hmm. I thought debt was this terrible, awful thing. And I had more than I really want to admit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a lot of debt and I was carrying this heavy, heavy emotional burden around about the debt as if debt all by itself is a bad thing. Like debt is just a thing that exists in the world. And there's a lot of wealthy people who actually intelligently use debt as a tool. So here I was with debt that, uh, granted, I accumulated it in a self-destructive and harmful way, but it was just debt. And I was making it mean that I was this terrible, awful, irresponsible, idiotic person and telling myself those things about myself. That's not good for us. No. No. (laughs) The way we speak to ourselves matters. It really, really does. Um, This Somebody I was talking to earlier today picked out my words because I was just telling her, like, I bought a present for my boyfriend's birthday. Um, And I was telling her my thought process before I bought it. And I was thinking, like, should I buy it now or should I wait? She said the word should kind of annotates a negative thing, a negative connotation. So I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, can't, you can't use the word should anymore. And then I said, um, I need to buy my boyfriend a present. She mm. was like, did she get after you on that one too? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would have as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's not yeah. that I don't, that I need to, that's not really even what I meant to say. I meant to say like, I want, well, I'm doing it because I want to. Yeah. But But just that sentence, just changing a single sentence like that and the way you speak about your life or your actions or your goals, like I have to uh feels many times like when you just try a sentence on Mm -hmm. one, one little sentence at a time, I have to get a birthday present feels in your body probably very different than I want to get him a birthday present. Yeah. 
Like, you don't have to. People let birthday birthdays go by all the time without buying anyone anything. Yeah. And then that brought up a whole like another discussion with me and her because I have observed in other relationships that uh, the result of somebody not buying their significant other something for like a birthday or even just remotely like doing anything for their birthday or Christmas, mm-hmm. there's some sort of part of them that's already checked out of the relationship because those just they're just two things that you just I feel like it's in everyone's head. This is where you get a gift for somebody. This is where you do something special for somebody. That's what I've observed in other people's relationships. Sure. Yeah. And we we all have these narratives, though, that shape it. So we've got to be careful about assuming other people are living by the same rule book as us. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. And I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) you're right. Yeah, we got to talk. I'm like, what are the rules? What are what are our what rules do we want to create together? About yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, we need to talk like, this about is this. To- yeah, this is special to me. Is that okay? Because some people really don't like to receive gifts. That was news to me the first time I offended somebody by buying them a gift. I was like, oh, my bad. Yeah. Like- <laughs> but then they need to work on their giving and receiving. Just yeah, they probably absolutely. don't like receiving money either. We all got from our stuff. somebody. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it, 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 it was like a power. It created a great dialogue, right? It was like a power thing. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to feel like I owe you something. I'm like, oh, what? You know, like that thought would not occur to me. That but didn't occur them, to me about that. Yeah. Huh. It's fascinating. We just have to talk. Mm-hmm. The the fact that people are talking about all of this a lot more like you and me. People have all these podcasts where this stuff just gets brought up all the time. Like it's really helping people, I think. I think so too. I think and and in many ways, like if you're curating, if you will, your feed on social media too, like you can make it so that this is the kind of stuff showing up in your feed and not mm-hmm. polarizing and hateful and you know, things that divide. Yeah. But things that bring people together. Um and help people understand like humanity a little bit more. Yeah. And why we think how we do. Yeah. Cause we're all, we all have different, we were all just, we all got different programming. Yeah. Literally each one of us is so different. We all have our own different stories and never mind that our fingerprints are all different, but it's <laughs> literally yeah, everything that's else fascinating. is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, what was I thinking about the other day in nature that I was like, something about it's like snow, two snowflakes are like, yeah. And then I got on it. Oh, was it maybe it was rocks? Because I just recently moved by a river and I walk on the riverbank a lot, and there's a ton of rocks. I'm like, I wonder if all rocks are unique, like snowflakes. I think so. Yeah, and us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny to realize, but it's also really good to like get out in nature and like start thinking like that. Also taking the I've, time by yourself and stuff mm-hmm. and just getting the fresh air, listening to the sounds around you and just being more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, it's a great way to, to one, feel a bit more connected to like the rest of life around us. But two, uh, for me, it's not the same experience for everybody, but for me, it's also like a reminder of like, I'm a little speck you know like yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm this big on this planet of everything is so massive the trees are massive like the eagle i'm 
right on a river where eagles are like in the morning, they they skim the water and they're hunting. And I look at this wingspan. I'm like, man, that thing's wings are as big as me. Wow. That's crazy town. You know, <laughs> like, but we're just, just, it, we're so, we're such a tiny, tiny part of this huge universe that is full of so much creation and beauty and misery and destruction. And like, we're not the only things that experience that. But I think one of the unique gifts of being human is that we get to think about our thinking and we get to think about our feeling and we get to decide this prefrontal cortex we have is like our evolved brain. We, because of that part of our brain, I could go on a tangent about neurodivergence right now, but I won't. Because that exists, it is part of our brain that we can continue to enhance and develop and and use on purpose to make choices as opposed to reacting like animals yeah. do. Yeah. I literally was just going to say like the past three years that I've done self-development and mindset work, I react emotionally a lot less than I ever used to and my whole like judgmental part of me doesn't really ever come out I not like it used to yeah it'll still show up because you're human (laughs) yeah a little bit but it's not as it's not as intense anymore at all like and it's probably a quick auto almost like an autocorrect like wait nope that's not who we want to be Let sometimes me... yeah but other times I don't even have to think about it yeah. which is freaking awesome it is I love that <laughs> I just me feel too. like I'm much more of a better human now than I was before me too in many ways heck yeah <laughs> yeah love it <laughs> And okay, so where can people find you online? So I'm um right now in this middle of what am I doing on social media kind of world in my in my own world. And so I'd say the best way to get in touch with me would be my personal Facebook page. Just Tara Carbert. There's only one of us in the world that I'm aware of. <laughs> uh or on LinkedIn. Those are the two places where I'm semi-present. Um, but the Ambitious Addicts podcast page and the Self-Discovery Sisterhood both have Facebook page and Instagrams. I'm just not doing a heck of a lot there right now. I will again someday or I'll hire someone to do a good job with that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of feel it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff to to do. So And it's not my strength. Yeah. And if it's not your strength, then it's like even more like ugh yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or like I have all these other things that put me in, in my kind of area of what do they call it? Zone of genius, right? These are, they have all this other stuff where I can play in that lane. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hang out there for a while. Yeah. I feel I'll do way. the hard stuff that I don't want to do, of course, but um, you know, for where my business is at right now, Instagram, Facebook, like it'll be okay. They're not going anywhere. There's still going to be users there. There'll still be algorithm changes happening. It's going to yes. be fine. Yeah. I don't think anyone's like, why hasn't she posted? And if they are, <laughs> they're probably not my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Awesome. 
Well, I'm going to link all of that stuff in the show notes for everyone to go check out. Cool. And you said you had a freebie, correct? Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out like, what is it that I, what is it that I'm sending people? Cause I created <laughs> this so long ago, but yeah, it's like a, a three breed hacks to earn more money. Okay. Um, and it's just a little worksheet that you can do with some writing exercises. And um, so if you threw that in the show notes, that'd be great. I yeah. tested the automation this morning and it looks like it's running, but it didn't run to me because I'm already in the sequence. And then I got tied up in other stuff and I didn't finish. So <laughs> if you try to request it and you do not get it, the landing page after you request it has my email address, Tara at the selfdiscoverysisterhood.com, where you could say, hey, that automation thing you talked about on Dana's podcast, it's not working. Send me the download. <laughs> and I will. I'll send it to you manually. <laughs> cool. Sounds good. Great. We'll hang out for a second. I'm going to catch up with you after, but thank you very much. I hope people got a lot out of it. And if you do know anybody who is struggling with any sort of addiction, then you might want to have them listen to this podcast just for reassurance that they can get out of that cycle too. Yeah. My podcast too, Ambitious Addicts podcast is stories of, um, it's all, almost all my interviews are stories of women in recovery, all addictions, all pathways to healing, and a highlight of the incredible lives that they've gone on to create after they found recovery. Ooh, juicy. Okay. I love that it. That sounds good. Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much for being here today, Tara. Thanks so much for having me. Yep. You have a great day. Please like, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And follow me on Instagram at Dana.Hernandez.Agent, as well as checking out our new website, GetSmartWithMoneyPodcast.com.